All The More podcast, where we are continually searching out scriptural truths all the more. Hello and welcome. I'm your host, Levi Moore, and I'm joined by my co-host and brother, Aaron Moore. Each week, we look into God's Word and see what He has for us. So, let's go ahead and dive on into His Word and see what He has this week. Well, hello, everyone. Uh, welcome back to the All The More podcast. We uh, kind of t- took a little uh, hi- hiatus uh, last week. Uh, just you know, life on, on both my end and Aaron's end has got got. Getting pretty crazy here recently, and um, so, but we we're now back. Uh, this week we're going to be looking at uh, you know uh, you know Jacob uh, you know and God you know, as they as Jacob struggles with struggles with God uh, and Jacob is renamed by God, um, and so um, you know, uh, you know J- Jacob he really begins the the uh, the the you know the nation of Israel because I mean they Jacob is the one that God changes his name and it becomes Israel. And he is the nation. He's the one that gives rise to the 12 tribes and, and, uh, and, and, and the whole, you know, everything really focuses on, on his, on his descendants directly, um, th- throughout the entire rest of, of, of scripture. Uh, and so, uh, he, he's a, a, a pretty, uh, a pretty important member of the, of the patriarchs. Um, but, uh, you know, without further ado, uh, welcome Aaron back to the podcast. Hello, Aaron. Hello. Um, we are, uh, you know, uh, b- both uh, ready to ready to get going here, um, and so uh, tonight we'll be looking at kind of a general overview of of some some key events in in Jacob's life. Uh, you know, le- uh, uh, in episode fourteen, we we kind of looked at, at Isaac, and uh, you know, the last thing we saw from Isaac was uh, you know, he was blessing. Um, you know, blessing Jacob instead of Esau because you know Jacob, you know, his name being heel heel grabber or deceiver, he went and and you basically you know, cheated Esau a second time out of out of uh, you know, first he cheated him out of out of a blessing or excuse me out of his birthright and then this then he cheated him out of the out of the blessing uh, and so uh, you know because he posed as as Esau to Isaac and Isaac Isaac's eyes were failing him so he didn't know necessarily that. Jacob wasn't, in fact, Esau. But either way, um, you know, that's kind of where we left off. And so now, uh, now we, we, we get to see kind of the aftermath of all of that. Um, and so we'll be in in chapter twenty eight of Genesis, chapter twenty nine, and in chapter thirty five, kind of looking at some key events there. But uh, we can go ahead and start off here in in, um, in chapter twenty eight. Um, so here in in uh, verses uh, one through five, uh, uh, you know, Jacob gets sent to Laban. Laban being uh, uh, his mother's brother, you know, Rebecca's brother. He's sent to, sent to Laban uh, in in a place called Haran. So it says uh, then Isaac called Jacob and blessed him and directed him, you must not take a wife from the Canaanite women. Arise, go to Padan Aram, uh, to the house of Bethuel, your mother's father, and take as your wife um, from there one of the daughters of Laban, your mother's brother. God Almighty bless you and make you fruitful and multiply, that you may become a company of peoples. May he give the blessing of Abraham to you and to your offspring with you, that you may take possession of the land of your sojournings that God gave to Abraham. Thus Isaac sent Jacob away and went to Padanaram to to Laban, the son of Bethuel, the Aramean, the brother of Rebekah, Jacob's and Esau's mother. Um, So really, you know, this is kind of just a a quick snippet here where, uh, you, you know, uh, Isaac charges Jacob to go f- you know, find a wife that is not one of the Hittites, not one of the Canaanites or any of the other ites around there. And uh, Isaac, you know, and the reason because of this is, you know, if you look back one verse in the very last verse of chapter 27, you know, uh, says, then Rebecca said to Isaac, I loathe my life because of the Hittite women, specifically uh, you know, the wives that, the, that uh, Esau had taken. Uh, if Jacob marries one of the Hittite women like these, one of the women of the land. What good will my life be? So, you know, like any good husband, he wants his wife to be happy. Uh, and so you know, Isaac, you know, charges his, charges his son, who at this time has yet to marry, 
and sends Jacob to Haran. Now, if we think back a minute, where did Isaac get Rebecca? Well, Isaac got Rebecca from the house of Bethuel. So uh, Isaac is sending his son to go to the same exact place that he uh, was brought uh, brought a wife from. You know, except you know, Isaac's wife was brought by uh, brought by the servant uh, to him, and so now th- at this time. Um, you know, uh, Isaac is sending Haran, sending Jacob to the to the, the to Haran to uh, get the wife of Padanaram. Um, and so, you know, and and, and he, he blesses Jacob and, and says, you know, God Almighty bless you and make you fruitful and multiply you. Uh, and, and, and and because, you know, just because um, someone's father worshipped a certain God didn't necessarily mean that someone would actually or that the son would worship that same God in the future. Um and so, you know, you know, at this point, you know, God, the one true God. It's evident today, you know, just because your family goes to church and or, you know, families, other families go to church doesn't mean that, uh, you know, they either believe in God or are going to be saved or anything like that. So um, I just you just made a comment, you know, about, you know, that just because somebody back then father believed in God, it meant they would either. I mean, it's important. I was just stating the obvious that, you know, the same could be said for people today. Oh, yeah, well, sure. And, and I mean, you know, you know it's, it's it's the thing where, um, you know, like you know, back then though, I mean, you know, I, I, I may be over oversimplifying this, but you know, back then you know, it was, um, you know, or at least you know, today, you, you know, a lot of times, you know, whatever the parents believe, you know, the children are much more likely to believe because you know, the parents say this is how it's going to be, so the, pit, the kids are like, okay, let, this is how it is. Uh, I mean, you, you, um, you, know, uh, you, you and I were you were raised in, in a in a Christian household, uh, and so you know, most would assume that just because we were raised in a Christian household, we would be Christian. Um, which, if they, they, I mean, they would, you know, whoever assumed that would be assuming rightly uh, because we are Christians. But um, that doesn't mean that we, you know, fully bought into it and fully, you know, um, believed what in what Christianity was right from the get go. You know, it certainly helped that our parents were both Christians, but um, you know, we you know, we we kind of had to had to uh, in a way find our own way. Uh, you know, you know, if you'll allow the phrase. Um, yeah, we we had to you know search out the truth for ourselves um you know, you know, before we just kind of went you know you know the whole whole hog into it you know um and so yeah that, that's kind of what I was getting at here with with uh you know Jacob and and Isaac is that you know J- you know Jacob did not necessarily have you know it was not guaranteed to be worshiping the same god you know as his father and you know cuz you know the, the god that Isaac worshiped was you know, uh Elohim it was you know Yahweh Jehovah you know whatever name you want to use it's all the same god you know El Elyon God most high um and so uh you know a- as we go through these passages you know here in, in this in this episode like you know, it, it it shows how he starts off in chapter 28 you know not being a hundred percent with God, he's not 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 a hundred percent saying that you are my God, and then it ends up with him being you are my God, uh, and so that, that like that that's uh, kind of a, a good place to move to ch- to verses ten through um, ten through twenty two of of chapter twenty twenty eight, um, and so you know, really here the the uh, and and ten through twenty eight excuse me ten through twenty two of chapter twenty eight, um, you know Jacob he he leaves he he, he goes ahead and and goes to, toward Haran and uh and then uh you know he he you know, came to a place and you know, and, and he decided he was he was going to to, to sleep so he, you know, he he uh you know for whatever uh, you know he he decided he's going to use a rock as his pillow i don't think that'd be a pretty a very comfortable pillow but he decided to use a rock for a pillow and so he he he, he slept and so starting in verse 12 it says and he dreamed and behold there was a ladder uh it could also be translated as a staircase but there was a ladder set up on on the earth and the top of it reached to, uh, to heaven, and behold, the angels of God were ascending uh, and descending on it. And behold, the Lord stood up, stood above it, or that could be translated, stood beside it, and said, I am the Lord, the God of Abraham, your father, and the God of Isaac. The land on which you lie, I will give to you and to your offspring. Your offspring shall be like the dust of the earth, and you shall spread abroad to the west and to the east and to the north and to the south. And in you and your offspring shall all the families of the earth be blessed. Behold, I am with you and will keep you uh, wherever you go and will bring you back to this land. For I will not leave you until I have done what I have promised you. Now, I'm going to stop right there. Um, You know, that promise sounds very familiar. Does it not, Aaron? Yeah. That that, that promise is... is, 
very similar to the very, to the same promise that God made to Abraham and to Isaac. And now he's making that same promise to Jacob. Um, and so you know, he's you know, promising the land, he's promising the offspring, he's promising the blessing on the whole world through his offspring. Um, but you know, further than that, you know, if we you know, look at verse 15, he says, you know, I, will, I am with you, he says, you know, and I will keep you wherever you go, and I will bring you back to this land. You know, I will not leave you until I have done what I promised. Um, and uh, I know, you know, one, one thing that a lot of people struggle with in, in, in their faith is, you know, doubt. Um, yeah, I, yeah, I, I, I have had doubts before, not necessarily doubting whether or not, um, my beliefs in Christ and beliefs in scripture were true or not, but I, you know, ha, ha, I don't know, I, I don't know how to describe the doubts, but I, I, you know, I have had doubts or wonderings or, you know, what if this weren't true, I guess. I mean, um, another I, that kind of contradicts everything I just said, but you know, I, I know it to be true, but you know, the, the, you know, sometimes I have toyed with the idea in my mind. I guess, what if, what if everything that I believe weren't true? You know, would I still want to live a life that was, you know, righteous, or, or live a life where I'm, where I'm faithful um, to my wife, where I'm faithful to my family, where I'm, you know, not a drunken, crazy person? Um, and so, you know, it's it's a, uh, um, it's, it's it's a thing where where you know, uh, you know. Um, you know, God here is is promising Jacob, I am going to be with you. I will deliver you. I mean, he he is promising. He's giving assurance. He's giving a guarantee. Nothing is going to happen to you until I'm done. Uh, until I've done exactly what I've promised. Um, it, uh, uh, what what was that 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 thing you were telling me about, Aaron? Um, last Saturday. Uh, you know, something, something H.P. Charles said? Uh, just in general, as a pastor, H.P. Charles, he's a pastor at Shiloh Metropolitan Baptist Church in Jacksonville, Florida. He's on YouTube, if anybody, I mean, he's a fantastic pastor. But uh, anyway, one of his sermons, he was talking about in the sense that uh, if assuming you're a Christian, you're basically immortal until until you die, which sounds, you know, kind of like, well, no, duh. But it's the, it's the fact that, you know, if you're still alive and you're a Christian, that means that God still has a purpose and a plan for your life. And uh, instead of going through life with fear and, and uh, doubt or questioning things or you know, whatever, you know, the, the faith you have is possible because of the assurance of, you know, God has promised you these things. Uh, we find these things in scripture, you know, what is, what is God, you know, the same thing is promising here, you know, he's going to be with you and uh, prosper you and, you know, those, all things work together for those who are called into his purpose. So, you know, as Christians called into his purpose, you know, he, he has a desire to prosper you. But the uh, the basic the basic gist of it is 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 to don't 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 fear to live and walk in your Christian life and don't fear to witness and don't fear to do the right thing and you know don't fear evil because evil does exist but at the same time you know we're serving an Almighty and all powerful God who is not only is he willing but he's able to uh, overcome all things for his people and the uh, you know immortality comes from the fact that you know it's not it's not your it's not your choice whether to live or to die. I mean, because clearly, again, God, he's a creator and he's also the sustainer. And, um, you know, he is the one who decides when you go and when you don't. And uh, like I was telling Levi last weekend, too, you know, the, the Apostle Paul, you know, he, he, he was going through, a, a, this is in Philippians chapter one. You know, he's going through a bunch of, you know, hard times. He's afflicted. You know, the Jews are trying to kill him. You know, he knows he's, he's been in and out of prison and all these other things. And he says, you know, it'd be far better just to basically just to go ahead and die and go be with Jesus, which, you know, a lot of this time. Times, you know, I can attest to that, you know, sometimes, you know, for a Christian, heaven is the worst hell you're ever going to experience. But for an unbeliever, heaven is, or the earth is the closest thing to heaven you'll ever get to. And you know, Paul, you know, he, he was, he said, you know, it'd be far better just to be with Jesus. But he says that, but seeing as how he's still with you, with you being the people that he was ministering to at the time, he says, it'd be far better for me to just stay here with you and continue to minister to you because that was God's intended purpose for him. And he understood that he was not in control. So, it's just a immortal in the sense that you know don't worry about your own life, just trust in God, and that's you know the, going back to the faith deal. You know, Jacob. You know, these other men have lived lived by faith. You know, faith is you know not only are you you know having faith, you know you're also surrendering and understanding that you're not in control. 
And uh, anyway, that's just uh, important to understand that it's not about us, it's about God. Yeah, that's exactly right. And, and, and you know, the, um, you know, uh, yeah, I, 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 uh, uh, I think it was earlier earlier this week. Well, th- th- this past week, my my uh, my my pastor was 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 uh, uh, out 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 of the church because he was having to to uh, help his son with with a construction project, and and that was you know, up in uh, North Georgia. And so um, you know, I was having to, to you know, cover for him while he was gone, and um, and I think he, he actually just just got um, just got back uh, into town tonight, or just got back home tonight, or should be getting home soon if he hasn't already. But uh, anyhow, he. Uh, um, you, you, while he's gone, you know, I was covering for him. You, you, uh, you know, it was it was rather uh, rather fortuitous that you had had uh, you know, uh, mentioned that that um, you know that you know, uh, I, I call it a quote or call it whatever it is that that you know, H. P. Charles Jr. said. Um, you know, cause you know, it, 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 it came, came in very, very useful the, the, uh, the next morning, um, in my sermon, um, you know, uh, this past Sunday. And so, uh, you know, cause, cause, you know, you know uh, this last Sunday I, I, I preached on, you know, what it meant to be a disciple. Um, and, 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 you know, the idea that, you know, you have to, uh, essentially live without reservation, you know, for God and, you know, you have to live you know, as if, you know, like you said, you know, like H.P. Charles said, you, you're live as if you're immortal because you, know, you are until God's you know, accomplished what he's accomplished through you. And then when he has nothing left to accomplish through you, then, I mean, you know, he can call you home, you know. Uh, and so, you know, you know I, I think you know, here you know, in, in, uh, in verses uh, in verse 15 of chapter 28 in Genesis, you know, God is um, you know, promising Jacob you're know, giving him that 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 assurance and that encouragement. You know, have faith in me, like your father and your grandfather did. Have faith in me. You know, to you know, to come through for you, like I came for, came through for them. And so, uh, you know, it, it, I'll that real quick. You know, applying this to if there's any old fogies out there listening to us tonight. You know, me and Levi were both young people. You're younger. And uh, you see this transitional stage between, you know, Isaac and Jacob. And, uh, you know, he's reminding, you know, Isaac, the father's reminding the son, you know, the things that God has done for him. And, you know, he's blessing Jacob to do the same thing, but also reminding him, you know, that this is that, you know, maybe you'll find the God who's allowed, who's blessed my, my father and me. You know, and uh, in the same sense, you know, God is immortal. He knows how God throughout Genesis, he keeps giving the same promise. He's giving the same reminder you know, to, the, to every new generation. And to Abraham, you know, he gave it to him several times. In the same sense, you know, God is eternal and each and we are not. So it's important for the older generation to continue to remind and prepare and to instruct the newer generation, people, men Levi's age or younger to, uh, you know, what it's really about to be a, a Christian to, you know, there's a, there's a, there's a shortage of pastors, young pastors out there, I think, at least in my area of the world over here in, in southwestern Georgia. And, uh, and there's a lot of older guys. And I think it's important for these older men who need to take up and take under their wing these younger guys and, and remind them the thing that God has done for them and their ministry and their walk with the Lord. And they need to, you know, encourage these younger guys to do it too because the old, the old guys won't be there forever. You well, I mean, you look, look at Paul and Timothy. Yeah. Yeah. You got you to gotta build them up. And I think, uh, you know, there's nothing wrong. I mean, if a preacher should be able to preach as long as he wants to. And, you know, if he dies on behind the pulpit preaching, then fantastic. But, you know, there's got to be a, he, he's, they got to look to the future that, you know, you've got to train up these young men and um, educate them and encourage them and point them the right way. And, and uh, you know, doctrinally and theo- theologically speaking, you know, teach them the right ways, you know, what is real doctrine? Because, you know, in our, we talked about a couple of weeks back, about this post, post-modern, post-modern culture or whatever, and, you know, people cling to whatever truth or whatever kind of facts they hear. And if people's, you know, doctrine and theology is not based uh, in in the Bible and based off, you know, the previous generation's, you know, uh, I guess experience with these doctrines, you know, the understanding that they are true, not only from scripture, but from experience that, um, you know, it's, it's important. But if they don't have that guiding hand from the previous generation, they're just going to cling to whatever, you know, somebody else says something with the slightest authority you know, or comes up with new, some kind of new crazy doctrine like replacement theology or some other things like that. And people are just going to jump on it because they don't know any better. So, uh, just saying that's kind of don't really have a lot to do with what we're talking about, but it does in the sense, you know, you see this transitional period between Isaac and Jacob and the continual, uh, you know, God repeats his to every generation, you know, this is who I am. This is what I'm going to do. This is what I expect from you. And this is what I'm going to do for you kind of a thing. So, well, and, and, and you, you say that you, you don't think it ha- you don't necessarily see it has a whole lot to do with it, but you, I, I see that it has a whole lot to do with it. I mean, cause 
you know, it, it, uh, you know, it, if we look at our, at our nation, um, you know, it, uh, up until the, I'll say the, the, the mid fifties, um, mid, mid to late fifties, you know, largely, you know, our, our nation, um, and, and all nations prior, um, you know, like, you know, they, 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 uh, they raise their children, um, you know, a certain way that, you know, they would, the, the parents would raise the child if they had problems, you know, didn't under, didn't know how to deal with a certain problem. They would turn to their parents, AKA the grandparents of the troubled child and yeah. say, what, like, what do I do? How did you deal with me when I was this way? And then, you know, I mean, that was the design that God had for the family. Well, you know, then, you, you know, the sixties come around and, you know, we think that we're smarter, smarter than our parents. And so we decided, oh, we don't need to ask our parents how to raise our children. Let's ask other people and, you know, let's let the village raise the child. And so they brought in, you know, psychology and all these psychoanalysts and things. And, you know, I, I you know, uh, I, I recognize that, you know, that, you know, uh, some people do need help, you know, as far as, you know, psychological counseling and things. But if you take God out of it and, and you just think that, you know, man is the wisest thing, I mean, you know, proclaiming to be wise, they became fools. You know, they could, because that, you know, uh, and in context with what Paul said that, you know, in that passage in Romans, that, you know, they became fools because they denied that there was God. They did, they refused to acknowledge God. And so, uh, you know, here we, you know, as, as far as how Isaac and Jacob and, and Abraham all relate, you know, uh, you know, uh, Jacob was so far removed from Abraham's original experience and original calling with God, you know, and he was so far removed from his own father's call and 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 uh, interaction with God that you know God had to you know, have a personal experience with Jacob to make it real for him, um, and, and and so you know I, I think that's. That's kind of where where we are. Is that you know, here? Is, is you know, Jacob had to you know, have that experience with God to understand who he was and 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 how he would impact his life. Um, yeah, I want to point out something else about Paul real quick. Going back to parenting, uh, you know, Paul was a Jew, of course. He's also a you know very learned Jew, a Pharisee. You know, he spent a lot of time studying the law and was considered to be a, a righteous man and everything. But, uh, you know, Paul uh, credited his, you know, desire for the Lord and his understanding of biblical things from the raising, you know, from the direct teaching of his mother and his grandmother. And uh, so it's going back to, you know, talking about the old folks need to keep reminding the young guys, but also parents need to, inst- you know, the you know the parent needs to instill righteous, biblical, Christ-centered, you know, education into the child, into their children's lives. I mean, you can't, you can't, uh, you know, rely on the Sunday school teacher, the preacher, you know, you know, you need to be on that level. You know, it's going back to uh, uh, the whole idea of the priesthood of the believer. You know, everyone, if you're a Christian, is supposed to have the Holy Spirit in your heart, which can is supposed to be a guiding light and an, an interpreter of Scripture. You know, you've got the power. You know, you have the ability to learn these things, to be on the level of the greatest theologians in the world, but you can learn not only for yourself, but for your children. And you need to take an active role in the teaching and preparation. And because, you know, one thing that inspires me more than anything to, you know, get out and, you know, be a, on fire for Jesus in the first place is, you know, reading about other people who it was real for them, you know, in the sense that, like, you know, in, in the Bible, the whole book of Acts, you know, these are men who had experienced Jesus firsthand. They had seen the risen Lord. They'd, they'd experienced all these things, and they were willing to go all over the world facing martyrdom, death, affliction, pain, all these things, because they really believed it. And so what would be more awe-inspiring for a child to see their parents wanting it so bad and because they believed it? You know, Jesus is real. You know, he's not he's not just what we talk about on Sunday, but it's what we talk about every day. And this is what you know why we live. And so anyway, just want to throw that about parenting and Paul. You know, parents can have a fantastic impact on their children for the you know, for the gospel's sake anyway. Yeah, you know, definitely and I mean you you're talking about, you know, um you know, making Jesus something we talk you know, we talk about every day of our lives. I mean, that's you know part of the Great Commission. You know, it says you know go therefore and make disciples. Well, you know the literal the act the, the actual Greek word for go. You know, go is not the command. You know, make disciples is the command. But but the but you know, the the go word is is a. Um, uh, participle and 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 so you know, it's it's you know it's what uh, kind of what we would call it a, a gerund. Um, you know, it's it's you know, as you are going, you know, as you go through your regular life, um, regardless of whether you are you know abroad on the mission field or you are at home on the mission field. What what's what's most important is you are on the mission field. Period. And as you go through life, you make disciples. Um, 
And so, uh, you know, that, that, and, 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 you know, that, that, that's the, the important bit, but, you know, here, you know, uh, um, what what you know, struck me here at, at you know at the end of chapter twenty eight is you know God made this this promise you know he he gave this encouragement and said you know I will you know I will keep you but then you know Jacob says here at uh, uh, at, at at a place that he uh, the, their place was originally called Luz and then he renames it Bethel or Beit El in the Hebrew which means you know house of God uh, you know that's, that was the place where he had the dream um, he didn't say that with Aaron Flim. <laughs> <laughs> well, because there's no there's no phlegm to be had there. <laughs> oh, I thought there's anyway. Go ahead. Yeah, no, no, no yeah, because it's uh, uh, bait. You know, bait is house, and ale is is God. So it's house of you know house of God. Bait ale. Well, I was talking about like, the the uh, the uh, like gurgling sound in the back of your throat. You know when you say oh. uh, Hebrew. Oh yeah, chi. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the, yeah, there we go. Yeah, we got <laughs> some yeah, Hebrew slam floating around back there. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, that 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 um, uh, he, uh Hebrew and, and and German are are very very similar in that respect. There's that that guttural guttural sound. Um, and I yeah, I, 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 I for for those of you listening, I I, I say German. You know, or I bring up German because uh, you know, I uh, uh, I, I have two two German shepherds, and uh, you know, I, I thought it would be kind of cool to train my German shepherds in German because they're German shepherds. And so I kind of started learning a little bit of German, and, and then I you know, found out that German was a really fun language because you can like you know, profess your love to someone and sound like you're wanting to murder them. You ikliebedik, know, you know, it's like I love you, <laughs> but you can you can sound like you're um, mad. But anyways, uh, it, it's just a, a a fun language. But anyways. Um, uh, you know, he, he, you know, Jacob, you know, named the place that he had the dream, you know, Bethel, your house of God. Uh, and so he, then at that same place, he makes a vow and he says, you know, if God will be with me and will keep me uh, in this way that I go and I, uh, and will give me bread to eat and clothing to wear so that I come again to my father's house in peace, then the Lord shall be my God. At, and this stone, which I have set up for a pillar shall be God's house. Um, and of all that you give me, I will give a full 10th to you. Now, you know, remember God, God, you know, God promised that he was going to give him all the land that was there. He was going to give him, you know, countless offspring. He was going to bless the whole world through Jacob's offspring. But you know, it's almost as if it's almost as if Jacob doesn't um, believe God will give him all that. So so Jacob makes a counter offer or a counter vow almost and says, you know, if if you will, you know, will keep me and if you will give me bread to eat and clothing to wear and bring me back to my father's house in peace, then I'll make you my God. So he, you know, he, he, he lowers the bar, you know, for God to meet. It's almost like he doesn't trust him. Now there's another way of interpreting this passage because there are other places in the old Testament where, where the phrasing, where it begins, if this happens, then that, um, you know, some places, you know, it, that, that, that was just the, the phrasing. It didn't necessarily imply, um, unbelief or, or, or it didn't necessarily imply, um, you know, they didn't think that something was possible, but so you can look at it either way, but, but, you know, regardless of how you look at it, you know, uh, you know, Jacob, um, you know, he either didn't believe God could do it or all he wanted from God was the, was the bare minimum. Either way, you know, he, he, he's not taking God immediately and saying, okay, God, I will take you up on your offer, you know, um, and so, but now you know, he, he he does say you know if, if if you'll do this you know I'll make you my God you know you will be my God, and he says I will give you a full tenth of everything that you that you've given to me. And so that, that that's you know one of those places where we get or another place where we get you know the tenth for the tithe from. Um, but uh, uh, unless you have have anything to add, Aaron, uh, we can move on to to, to um, Jacob's multiple marriages. Yeah, go ahead. Okay. Um, so uh, I, I'm just gonna you know, br- briefly touch on, on on the marriages here. Uh, so you know, you know Jacob, you know he, he his whole reason for leaving, he was sent sent to go to his uncle Laban to to find a wife and to get away from from his family because you know Esau was super mad at him uh, to the point where you know he was gonna wait till Isaac died and then he was gonna kill Jacob. Um, you know, for stealing, you know, cheating him out of the birthright and cheating him out of the blessing, and so he had nothing left, pretty much. And so, anyways, Jacob goes on this on, on this journey, and, and so he finally comes to um to the land of uh, of the people in the east, which which is what it says in verse one of chapter twenty nine, and which we know that to be the land of Haran um, or Padan Padam Aram or Padan Aram. 
Um, and so he, he comes to these, you know, to, to this place and finds, you know, these, these flocks of sheep around a well. And it's like, why, why is it, I mean, it's the middle of the day. Why are you, why are you watering these sheep now that you, that you should take them away? They're, they're not to be watered at this point of the day. Um, and so as he's saying this, um, and he, as he's talking to these guys that were, had the sheep, um, you know, it says here in verse nine, while he was still speaking with them, the other shepherds, it says, Rachel came with her father's sheep for she was a shepherdess. Now, as soon as Jacob saw Rachel, the daughter of Laban, his mother's brother and the sheep of Laban, his mother's brother, Jacob came near and rolled the stone from the well's mouth and watered the flock of Laban, his mother's brother. Then Jacob kissed Rachel and wept aloud. Uh, and, and of course th- this kiss wasn't like, you know, a kiss, like a romantic kiss. This was a family greeting kind of a kiss, at least at this stage. Um, in verse 12, it says, And Jacob told Rachel uh, that he was her father's kinsman and that uh, he was Rebekah's son. And she ran and told her father. And, and so, you know, you know, Laban comes out later and, and, and you, you welcomes him, welcomes him and, and, uh, and, and you know, he, uh, you know, uh, Jacob then serves Laban for, you know, for a little while. And so, um, in verse 15, um, you know, Laban comes out and says, uh, because you're my kinsman, should you therefore serve me for nothing? Because you know, at this point, you know, Jacob had just been you know, kind of living with Laban and working for him, you know, kind of helping him out or whatever. And so Laban says, you know, tell me, what shall your wages be? Uh, verse 16 says, now Laban had two daughters. The name of the older was Leah and the uh, and the name of the younger was Rachel. Leah's eyes were weak, um, or some translations say tender, or some translations, you know, you know said that she was, uh, her eyes were sore, um, which you know, essentially was a, a, a way of saying that she wasn't, you know, she wasn't the, the prettiest thing to look at. Um, but Rachel was beautiful in form and appearance. Jacob loved Rachel and said, I will serve you seven years for your younger daughter, Rachel. And, so, and Laban said, it is better that I give her to you than, than that I should give her to any other man. Stay stay with me. So he essentially you know, agrees to to the terms. Jacob works for him for seven years. Um, and, and you know, of course, you know, you know, as with anyone, you know, time flies when you're you know, working towards something that you want, uh, and, and and you see the progress. And so, um, you know, if, you know, seven years pass. Verse twenty one says, "Then Jacob said to Laban, Give me my wife that I may go into her, for my time is completed.'" So Laban gathered together all the people, and and, and he has he he uh, gives the uh, gives the feast and the, and the wedding. It says in verse twenty three, but in the evening he took his daughter Leah and brought her to Jacob, and he went into her, um, you know. And so uh, in verse 25, it says, And in the morning, behold, it was Leah. And Jacob said to Laban, What is this you have done to me? Did I not serve you for Rachel? Why, did you, why is it that you have deceived me? Um, and so you know, basically Laban gives some lame excuse that uh, it, is not done, it is not so done in our country to give the younger before the firstborn. Um, and so... Uh, you know, he, 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 you know, he gives that excuse and says, but you know, if you work for me another seven years, you can have Rachel too. And, um, so anyways, you know, it's kind of interesting that, you know, Jacob, <coughs> Jacob being the one that his name means deceiver. Jacob was the one who cheated his brother out of the birthright. He cheated his brother out of the blessing. Then he's the one that gets cheated out of his, the intended wife he wanted. Um, and so, uh, and, and, and by his own family, no less, you know, uh, you know, mm-hmm. it's just kind of crazy. And so, um, which, you know, it's kind of interesting too, though, that, you know, you know, Laban, he agreed to the terms, but, you know, I, I, I highly doubt that the, 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 uh, the custom of the people had changed in seven years. So seven years prior to, to Leah, uh, you know, or to Leah being put in place of Rachel, um, you know, it's very likely that the same customs were in place. So Laban could have said, well, you know, we don't do it that way. So you'll have to have Leah first. And so, but for whatever reason, you know, I guess Laban wanted to get some, get, get, get more labor out of him. And, uh, and, and so, you know, I, I know you know, some of you might be wondering, well, how did he not know it was Leah? Um, so, uh, you know, the, the, there was the, the custom, you know, uh, which this is you know, part, part of where we get our custom of, of the bride having a veil um, during the, the wedding. But, you know, it's, it, you know, there was a similar custom in, in the Middle East as well. You know, they would you hide the face of, of, of the woman. And so you didn't really see who the person was, um, you know, until after the wedding night, you know. Uh, I mean, like, you know, you, you, you should, you would normally know that you are marrying this person and trust that that was the person you were you're going to be marrying. But, um, you know, like, like, like I said here in the morning, you know, he saw that he behold, it was Rachel and Jacob was like, you know, why'd you do this? So, um, that's how he got his first wife. So, uh, and then, you know, he worked another, another seven years, um, for, 
uh, for Rachel, uh, and then you know, took Rachel as his second wife. So yeah, as as we've already st- said before, um, you know, Isaac he was the only patriarch, only one, only one of the three patriarchs that that um, only had one wife. You know, Abraham had three wives because he had Sarah first, and then you know, then he had um, what's her name, uh, Hagar, because Sarah you know told her. He told him to to you know, to take her to have a surrogate child, essentially, and then the third one, you know, a, a, after you know uh, after Sarah died, he had a Keturah, which was almost more of a nurse than anything, but still, you know, they they you know, they had other children through through her, um, and then uh, you know uh, Isaac had only only Rebecca, and remember that was the symbol of the church and, and Christ, and then uh, now we have Jacob with his you know, his two wives. He intended on on only having one, but he ended up having two because he got cheated. Um, so. Uh, you know, J- Jacob, you know, is kind of you know getting his, I guess, you reap what you sow, kind of at a kind of thing. Which I mean, I, I, I don't want to sound sound like I'm talking about karma either, because karma is not a is not a real thing. Um, that's a a very much Hindu based thing. Um, Hindu and Buddhist kind of Far East religion kind of deal, but that has nothing to do with real life. Um, but anyhow, uh, so. Jacob, he got cheated out of, out of his wives, and so now um, we can jump jump uh, kind of through these um, the the, the ne- next few chapters. Uh, basically, you know, J- Jacob was was prosperous so much so that uh, you know, he he ended up um, you know, uh, having to to flee from from Laban because you know, he's trying to you know, get away get away uh, from them. Um, and so uh, once he flees from from Laban. Then you know, uh, he 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 ends up uh, hearing about uh, you know, Esau was 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 coming to uh, coming to meet him or coming after him. And so then you know uh, then Jacob uh, in verse uh, or chapter um, chapter thirty two he wrestles with God. Uh, you know the the night before uh, the night before Jacob met Esau, and so that then you know, Jacob was limping. But um, you know, it was you know, with it was that night um, that you know, Jacob was was initially renamed. Uh, to Israel, which means you know one who is who is who wrestles wrestles with God, or one who strives with God, and that was a very fitting name because the nation of Israel throughout the rest of Scripture wrestled and strove with God, um, or strived with God. I don't think I don't think strove is the word, but um, uh, then they, they, uh, Jacob ends up, ends up meeting Esau. Esau doesn't kill him, uh, and then uh, you know all these other chapters have God's name mentioned, but then we come to chapter thirty four. And God's name is not mentioned anywhere in it. Um, and one of the daughters of Leah, you know, Dinah, she she was essentially sexually assaulted by by uh, some of the Shechemites, some of the guys at Shechem, and um, and so it, uh, the uh, nation of or the, the, not said the nation, but the the the, the sons of of, of Jacob, uh, two, you know, two of them, Simeon and Levi, they you know basically tell the the the, Shech- the Shechemites who uh, who had essentially you know offered. Hey, you know, why don't you you you, you take our our daughters to, as wives? We'll take your daughters as wives, and we'll and, and we'll we'll call it even. Um, you know, uh, Simeon and Levi said, "Yeah, you know, we'll we'll, uh, we'll do that." But first, you have to be circumcised, and then and then whenever they all when all the men of of Shechem got circumcised, they went in and killed them, and you know, and you know, while they were, were recovering, and and uh, and. So yeah, you know, they, they they took something that was a holy symbol and and used it for wicked purposes. And so you, know, you have all of all of ch- chapter thirty four without God being mentioned. And finally, we come to chapter thirty five where we are now recovering from that absence of God. And now God is now first and foremost. The very first word in chapter thirty five is God. I want to point out to say something else about about talking about using you know, something that's supposed to be holy, you know, for bad purposes or something. Like that. Uh, talking about you know, in the Ten Commandments, you know, one of the commandments is, you know, I don't use the Lord's name in vain. But I think uh, a better understanding and a deeper understanding of what it means to use the Lord's name in vain would be understood about, you know, don't take the Lord's name in vain in the sense that, you know, don't do these atrocities in the name of God, when it's clearly not of God, or don't do things, you know, just don't do things contrary to God and say you're doing it because of God, or, you know, don't use God's things to do bad things with. Um, I thought I just was doing a study about that the other day, and I just think like talking about the circumcision, you know, it's using something that's been God given in, in the name of God to clearly be wicked. You know, and and, and any of the uh, uh, do, do, do you know who um, uh, Dennis Prager is? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. For those of you listeners who don't know, you know, Dennis Prager, he's he's the founder of Prager University. Um, 
you know, uh, Prager University is uh, you know, it's a, they, they, they do a lot of uh, a lot of videos on YouTube, little short. You know, tip most of them are, are short. You know, like five minutes or less on on some uh, political or social topic at the time. Um, and uh, anyways, long short of it is, you know, he, uh, he, uh, uh, he he's a you know, he's a, a, a conservative conservative you know thinker. Uh, but anyways, he he uh, he he's a Jew though, uh, and so yeah, of course he he's he's you know, fluent in Hebrew and and. And and in, and in the the interpretation of the of the Torah and everything, um, and you know he he uh, I, I can't remember what, when when I saw this, but it was probably within the past two years or so. He he, uh, he was doing doing a talk somewhere, and, and and he was talking about you know uh, how Christians um, you know misinterpret you know the the uh, you know don't uh, don't you know take take the Lord's name in vain. You know a lot of us think of that as is how we speak the name, which is very true. We should respect the way that we use God's name. You know, in our our speech, but just like you were saying, Aaron, he, he was saying that the word "take" literally, literally, or, or has a has more of a meaning of "don't bear or carry God's name," you know, in your actions and in, in the wrong way, you know, which is like, like you know, which is what you were saying. Don't you know? Don't use God's. Don't slap God's name onto something that is that is bad. Well, it's kind of like that. In another way, it's like the Catholic Church did many years or centuries ago, like uh, you know, saying you know, pay a certain amount of money to the church, and you know, they'll guarantee you'll be saved. And you know, whether, whether however it was started, it was talking about the due penance, you know, paying your penance tax or whatever. You know, it may have started off as a misinterpretation of scripture, but I'm sure it was quickly and fastly corrupted and became evil in the sense that, you know, they're, they're you know, reading a, a Bible, you know, the original the Bible back then was all in Latin, the Vulgate or Vulgate, whatever. And um, anyway, so the common man couldn't even read the thing. And so the priest was saying, you know, well, if you want to get to heaven, basically pay a tithe, an extra tithe. And that's how you, you know, we'll make sure you get in heaven. And that's clearly evil. Yeah. Well, and, and, and I mean, you, you know, that, uh, that those are called indulgences and you could literally buy someone's soul out of hell or so the church said. Right. Which actually come from a misinterpretation of the word repentance. Uh, you know, the, the Catholic Church at the time was saying that, you know, the original understanding of, you know, how you become saved is through, you know, surrendering and, re- and repentance of your sin. But then that's where the it eventually changed, and the, or the Catholic Church corrupted the word you know, to become do penance, meaning you know, do these things in order these extra biblical, non biblical things right. to be saved, instead of having the actual change of your heart condition and you know, repenting to, from sin, you know, and all of that stuff. Well, and, so that's and, a clear example. And, and you know, the the the, uh, the idea of purgatory you know, is also a a um, a misinter- you know, comes stems from a misinterpretation. Um, or mistranslation, really, of 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 a uh, uh, of a word from the Greek into the Latin, and, and you know, uh, in the Latin, uh, the word has an entirely different meaning than the the original word in the Greek. I can't remember what the word what either of the words w- were. Um, so you know, some people probably probably going to say say that I'm making it up because I can't. I can't recall it at the moment, but anyways, uh, yeah, that, uh, purgatory does not exist. We there's no waiting room between between earth and heaven or earth and hell. It's just you're either in heaven with God or you are in hell because you know, Paul says or Scripture says you know to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. You know, if you are in fact saved, that's where you go is to be with God. There's no in between. Um, right, another little footnote I want to say real quick is uh, a is a warning to our listeners out there. Um, you know, I don't know what churches you go to or or whatever your situation is, but going back to you know the Catholic Church, you know, people were not reading and studying the Bible because most of the average people couldn't understand Latin, and only the priests you know could understand it. So they basically tell you whatever they want to. So that's another good reason why everybody needs to be reading and studying their Bible every day. Be like the Bereans, right? And, and something else, if your pastor is ever preaching, you need to be, you know, reading along with them because you know people take for granted the pastor telling the truth. With I think, you know, the majority, ninety nine percent of pastors are telling you the truth. You know, they're they're doing the best they can to interpret and ex, you know, expositionally preach the word. You know, which is great, but you know, you need to. If any pastor ever says something like, "All right, well, go ahead and close your Bibles and listen to me," if if a pastor tells you that, you probably need to just stand up in the church and walk out because when when a person is preaching, you know, first of all, you need to understand what the Bible says yourself. Don't rely on somebody else to tell you everything. You know, which not to say that we don't appreciate you listening to our show. You know, and understand, but you know, even what we say, you know, go go look it up in the in, in the Bible. You know, test these things and make sure we're accurate. Which I think mainly are both you know, try to be 100% accurate in everything we do. You know, honestly, we try to be that way. But just as a warning, there's a lot, there's a tons of churches out there where no one, you know, 
people just take what the preacher says for face value, which I like to say, most pastors are, are fantastic. But, you know, there's, you know, Paul tells us plenty of times there's going to be wolves that are going to slip into the church. And that's how doctrine gets gets changed. And, um, you know, the preacher's job is not to give you his personal opinion on everything. It's to preach the word of God. Because as Paul says in First Corinthians chapter 2, we know all true wisdom comes from God. And where we get it from God through his word. And, uh, you know, the understanding of that comes to the Holy Spirit. So if something sounds wrong from your pastor, it probably is. So you really need to, you know, study so you know for sure, you know. Anyway, I just want to say that. You know, and uh, uh, you know, uh, kind of going back to what, to what one last thing, uh, I, I just now remembered a a uh, a I don't know if you call it a, a rhyme or a jingle or whatever, but um, you're talking about the the uh, the, the Catholic indulgences. Yeah, there was a little saying or whatever. It was, uh, uh, when in the coffers the coin shall ring, out of hell the soul shall spring. You know, that, that was something I remember from our uh, AP World History class um, at yeah. Glenn Academy. That was, uh, uh, I don't know why I still remember that to this day, but that's just, <laughs> I just always thought that was funny. Um but anyways, you know, so you know, you know, like Aaron's saying, it's it's you know, one of the things where you you need to you know t- test uh, test out this, the uh, you know, the, the the teachings for yourself. You know, you know, search them out in, in scripture. You know, don't don't distrust the bearer of the news. You know, go to the source, aka scripture, you know, God's word, and see you know does does it hold up? Um, because like Aaron said, you know, we you know we try to be right. Um, but I'm gonna let y'all in on a little secret. Aaron and I are just as human as you are. So that means that our knowledge and our understanding is, you know, just as limited as y'all's is. I mean, we, you know, you know, even though we are in seminary and we are both, you know, in training, you know, for ministry, um, that doesn't mean that we necessarily know any more than you do. It's just, we spend a whole lot more time in it and we are uh, being, you know, we're trying to to prepare ourselves more intentionally for ministry, but really every Christian should be preparing themselves for ministry because that's what we are called to do. You know, go and make disciples of all nations. Uh, you know, t- you know baptizing them and teaching them. You know, all th- all these things. You know, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey. You know, all these things that I've commanded you. That's what Jesus says to do. So, um, be like yeah, and, and to say and to say, you know, for a person to say God says such and such. You know, that that's extremely serious business. You know, because you know, as a Christian, especially if you're, you know, proclaiming yourself to be a Christian, you know, whenever you are out witnessing or whenever you're out just living your daily life, you need to make sure that you understand what it means to be a Christian. You understand Scripture, because to tell somebody that God says something that He really didn't is, I mean, that's serious. I mean, it's, it's bad. So you know, just to to save yourself from misrepresenting God or His Word and anything, that's another reason we need to we need to study too. You know, um, yeah, yeah, I, I, I you know, want to. Uh, uh, finish off with these uh, the first four verses in and um in in uh chapter 35 you know where 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 you know, Jacob comes full circle um from you know where we started in chapter 28 you know God you know ma- made a promise to Jacob and then Jacob kind of made a counter promise and then now God's going to call him back and say hey um remember that thing we talked about so here in chapter 35 verse 1 it says God said to Jacob arise go up to Bethel and dwell there make an altar to the God who appeared to you when you fled from from your brother Esau and so, uh, you know, in verse two says, you know, so Jacob said to his household and to all and to all who were with him, put away the foreign gods that are among you and purify yourselves and change your garments. Then let us arise and go up to Bethel so that I may make there an altar to the God who answers me in the day of my distress and has been with me wherever I have gone. So they gave to Jacob all the foreign gods that they had, uh, yeah, that they had, and the rings that were in their ears. Jacob hid them under the terebinth tree that was there, or that was near Shechem. And so they they end up going going back to to Bethel, um, and 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 uh, you, know, you know, God God you know, meets meets up with them, or God appears to Jacob again in this last little bit here in chapter in verse nine of fifteen of uh, thirty five, and says, uh, God appeared to Jacob again when he came to Padanaram and blessed him, and God said to him, Your name is Jacob no longer, or your name is Jacob no longer shall you be called Jacob, but Israel shall be your name. So he called his name Israel. And God said to him, I am God Almighty, be fruitful and multiply. A nation and a company of nations shall come from you, 
and kings shall come uh, from your own body. The land that I gave to Abraham and to Isaac, I will give to you, and I will give the land of your to your offspring after you. And God went up from him and in the place where he had spoken with them, and Jacob set up a pillar in the place where he had spoken with them, a pillar of stone. He poured out a drink offering on it and poured oil on it. So Jacob called the name of the place where God had spoken to him, Bethel. And so, you know, you know God, you know, pretty much, you know, brought brought Jacob full circle and, 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 and reminded him, you know, hey, remember, I promised you all these things and I have done all these things. Because by chapter 35, you know, Jacob pretty much has all of his sons, you know, minus, you know, you know, uh, uh, Benjamin. Um, and I, I'm, I'm not sure, I, I can't remember whether or not, uh, Joseph was around yet, but you know, uh, the, the, you know what, what matters is that you know God had fulfilled His promise. He had protected him. He had delivered him. He had given him offspring. He'd done all these things that He had promised. And so now it's like, hey, um, Jacob, let's let's come back to you know, and 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 let let let's make this official. Yeah, you know, I want to be your God, and you want me to be your God. So let's do this thing. Uh, now, of course, yeah, I, I I'm saying that in a very modern. Um, some may, some might even say irreverent way, but but you know that that that's basically what God was saying. You know, let you know, remember that promise that we that, that vow that we struck, that deal we made. Um, because you know God is faithful; He always is faithful; He always comes through. Um, and so you know that that's why you know that when we you know, coming back to the topic of doubt, you know, the topic of of uh, or the idea of of, our, of wondering about our faith. Um, we when we think back to all the times that God came through, all the times that God, uh, you know, he 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 delivered on His promise. You know, those times are what you know, uh, you know, uh, like Aaron and I said, you know, probably ten episodes ago. You know, those little those little events they add up together and add together, and they eventually become a big mountain of man. Look at all that God did, you know, in my life and. So it's, it's, that that's what we have to have to remember, and, and that's one reason why it's good to keep a prayer journal or to note answered prayers, because then you can look back and have a physical thing to look at and say, okay, I prayed for this, God answered with this. I prayed for this, God answered with it, and, and, and you, can, you can just go through and see where God was faithful, because He's always faithful. Um, but yeah, I, I'm gonna pass it off real quick to Aaron and let let him uh, have the have the final word. Well, something pretty cool. This is a story. This happened. This happened last night. I think it's pretty cool. Uh, I was talking to our father and Levi's dad last night. Who was not in heaven? He was a uh, yeah. Yeah, he's actually at the house last <laughs> night. And, uh, anyway, we was talking about a. Uh, uh, our former pastor uh, a long time ago is actually the man that baptized me and Levi for over 20 years ago. And uh, anyway, we were talking about him and I just thought last night at like 1130 at night, I decided, well, heck, I'm going to look this guy up, see where he's at. And so I looked him up. I found he's still pastoring at another church uh, down in Florida. And uh, so I looked up his contacts and I emailed him real quick. And I just, for whatever reason, felt like I wanted to be encouraging. And uh, anyway, I just, you know, I emailed him and I wrote him an email saying, you know, who I was, who my parents were. I don't know if you remember me or not. I told him that, you know, that he baptized me and, and Levi over 20 years ago and just wanted to let him know that we're both, you know, in seminary right now seeking to, you know, do the will of God and, you know, in our lives and just in general. I just wanted to thank him for accepting his call to ministry and thank you for, you know, what he's done there and what he's still doing in his current ministry at his, at his new church. And uh, talking about, you know, God answering prayer and God being faithful, you know, I just wanted to thank our former pa- pastor, you know, for many, many moons ago and uh, just tell him that, you know, you know, every pastor, every Christian or every minister or whatever should, you know, clearly wants to do great and mighty things for God and you know, give him the glory. And, and um, so I'm sure, you know, he's wondered plenty of times, you know, in, in his ministry, in his walk, you know, am I really making a difference? And so I just wanted to let him know last night that, you know, something he did 20 years ago made a difference, you know, a difference of eternal significance in mainly by his own lives. And hopefully we'll be able to affect um, countless other people's lives, you know, from our walk with the Lord. So, uh, you know, like Levi said, God is always faithful. God always wins. And, um, and everybody should love a winner. And uh, there's nobody who wins more than God because, uh, you know, not only did he make the game, he makes the rules. And, um, and I mean, what better friend to have than that? Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, that, that, that's really it. Um, and, and, and you, you know, uh, yeah, I I've often wondered myself, you know, yeah, uh, especially you know, uh, you know, with my with my youth, um, you know, am I making a difference in their lives? And 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 you know, you know, uh, 
you know, uh, many of them have come back and 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 you know, shared stories about you know certain things that that were going on in their life. You know, and 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 uh and you know to see where they are now. You know, you know even though it's only been you know five six years or so. You know, I mean, it's you know they they uh um there have been you know. God has been faithful, you know, again, in their own lives as well. And um, so, you know, for any Christian, whether you're in, in vocational ministry or if you are in just your life living you're living your life as a part of ministry, even though you're in the secular workforce. Every Christian, you know, can have an eternal impact on someone's life, um, and the, the the best way to do that is by sharing your faith with them. The best way to to share your faith with them outside of of actually saying this is the gospel is is by you being faithful to God. You know, uh, Luke nine twenty three. You know, you know, Jesus says, you know, uh, if any if any man desires to follow me, he must you know deny himself, pick up his cross, and follow me. I mean that. I mean that's what we have to do daily. And he says, pick up the cross daily and follow him. And so, uh, you know, we as Christians, we have to be faithful to God. And if we if we live out our lives faithful to Him, you know, God knows the outcome. And I mean that literally, not 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 using God's name in vain, but God alone knows the outcome. Um, of 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 our lives being lived faithfully for him. So much. I'd like, I'd like to read some scripture real quick. Okay, if that's all right with you. Yeah. Anyway, I'm studying apologetics right now at a Liberty University. Which apologetics for you that don't know is you know basically the defense of the gospel. You know, using logic and reason and proving that the that believing the gospel is not at all illogical or unreasonable. So you're not apologizing but, uh, for your faith. You're making a defense for your faith. Yeah, I mean, it's almost you're basically like a defense attorney. For uh, for Christianity in, in general. Uh, second, Dad, give it. Yeah, don't try to read the Bible with a fan turned on because it'll blow the pages everywhere. <laughs> Bible reading 101. <laughs> Turn off the fan. Anyway, talking about you know the Christian apologetics, you're standing up for the faith, and uh, in First Peter three, chapter three, fifteen. But in your hearts, honor Christ the Lord as holy, always being prepared to make a defense to anyone who asks you for a reason for the hope that is within you. Yet do it with gentleness and respect, having a good conscience, so that when you are slandered, those who revile you, your good behavior in Christ may be put to shame. And uh, that's talking about you know giving defense for the gospel, and you know giving you know like Levi's talking about you know live out your life Christianly, you know act act like a Christian, you know honor God, and then when people ask you know when they're in despair and suffering, and when you're probably in despair and suffering too, but yet you still have hope, you can give the reason for your hope is not from within you, it's from within Christ. And it tells you to do that with gentleness, meekness, and kindness, because, you know, in your Christian walk, people are going to try to cut you down and make you feel like, you know, they're just going to cut you down because you're a Christian. You know, Jesus said that plenty of times, you know, to you, know, you will be persecuted by saying to do it in gentleness, meekness, and kindness, because um, if you do it that way, then no one will have anything bad to say about you. And then they'll actually be put to shame because like Pontius Pilate was talking about Jesus, you know, they're, they're out there yelling, crucify him. And Pontius Pilate saying, you know, well, I can find no cause against this man. And uh, in the same way, you know, people are going to be yelling, crucify us. But we got to be ready to hopefully there'll be a Pontius Pilate out there. And then clearly the most important judge of our lives is going to be Jesus Christ himself. He's going to be, you know, God is going to be judging our lives against Jesus because Jesus is the only one that is perfect. But then because we're clothed in his blood and his righteousness, that we'll, we, we will be saved. So anyway, just be prepared wherever you are, whatever you're doing to give a defense, to give a reason for what you believe in. And I'll leave it with that. Yeah. And, and, you know, that's, that's, that's why, you know, one reason you know, why, why we, we do this podcast is is to to try to help better equip you, uh, you listeners, as we try to better equip ourselves. And so, um, you know, we we you know, we try to try to do this podcast so that you can have um, you know, a, a a way to um, to you kind of have a, uh, a sp- some spiritual partners you know, a lot, uh, you know as we search out these scriptural truths. You know, we we, we want to help you uh, gain gain some 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 uh, wisdom and understanding as God you know shares it with us. So, um, you know, and the best way to do that is to subscribe to the podcast. Um, you know, you can go to all the more.com. <laughs> you can go to all the more.com slash subscribe and you find all the, all the podcasts, catcher links and everything with iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify. Uh, my favorite is pocket casts. Um, 
uh, you know, any of those places you can you can you know subscribe to the podcast. You can also share the podcast. Um, wink, wink. Um, you know, not not so that we can be glorified through it, but so that more people can be exposed to the Word of God. And and not that we necessarily do any better job than anybody else, but you know, it would be good for other people to hear the Word of God. Um, and so, uh, definitely, you know, subscribe, share, and, 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 uh, one thing that y'all could really do for us, that would be a major help aside, aside from, you know, a, one thing is to pray for us you know, as we you know, make this podcast, but B go to all the more.com slash contact, you know, to go to the contact page and submit questions. You know, we want to talk about things you want to know, um, because that will make the show better for you because you'll actually care what we have to say more than what we decide we want to say. Um, and so, you know, uh, help us to help you by submitting questions. Uh, you can also submit suggestions or just general comments. Any of that is great. Uh, and, and we'll you know, take that, take those under advisement and, and, and search out the answer for you. And uh, hopefully we will rightly handle the word of God and, and, and bring it to you in a, in, a, in a form and fashion that is understandable and palatable. Um, and do in due time. So, um, but until then, guys, keep on searching out scriptural truths all the more. Thanks for listening to the All the More podcast. If you like what you've heard or are interested in other related content, head on over to allthemore.com. That's all the more with two O's.com. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, or your other favorite podcasting app. Until next time, keep on searching out scriptural truths all the more.